What am I going to do for not your average Saturday morning? It needs to be, you know, not really kid showy, kind of, you know, sexy, but at the same time, really bland. Oh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch! Oh, I guess we could do that. Uh... Oh, here we go. Five easy pieces of Libby. Guess it's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Tear me apart, Lisa! You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. Sorry, Jeff. You lose. It was Professor Plum. I said flowers. The men you seek think you are dead, Kimosabe. We're going to pass you the starter, the Bernoulli Convergenator. If he puts the car in fifth gear, he can jumpstart the whole thing. We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, I'm Scott Kerlin, and welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. Uh, we just got done with Summer Flopbusters, so now we're starting a new, you know, month. You'd think that I would learn my lesson and not do something back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, but I don't. So we are doing Not Your Average Saturday Morning, and for three of the episodes, I have a very special guest star, and she is... Mallory Saverin. Hi, Mallory. Hi, Scott. This is one of your favorite shows, isn't it? it I loved this show. I still love this show. The show is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, it is. Let's give a little backstory of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sabrina the Teenage Witch was a comic book from Archie Comics created by two men, surprisingly. <laughs> George, uh, Glad- George Gladier and Dan DiCarlo. Uh, it first premiered in October of 1962 for Archie Comics, where Sabrina met Archie and Jughead. From there, it became this 1996 to 2003 ABC and Kids WB or WB sitcom starring Melissa Joan Hart and produced by Hart Films. Did it really start in 1996? It started 1996. It started two years after Boy Meets World. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that was, you know, Boy Meets World, TJIF, yada, yada, yada. I thought that, like, the only reason why I watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch in the beginning is because it was on before Boy Meets World. Like, I watched it to get into it. And then after a while, I just started watching it. Because it's good. But the first three episodes of the series was bad. You know, it's hard for me to say... It's it's genuinely hard on this show for me to say that any episode is good or bad because when I was watching it, you know, I was that age. So uh, my sister was older, so she was into Clarissa. Um, and so I was on the... That's weird because my sister was into Clarissa and I watched it because of... Because my sister was watching it. Yeah. Well, so I got into the tail end of Clarissa. And then, of course, you know, she's coming back to do Sabrina. So, you know, I, I think I love... I could probably say that I love every single episode and I can't be objective about it because it's just it's so ingrained with so much joy in my childhood. Also, Sabrina taught me that like actors could have other shows like other like because I was like, that's Melissa Joan Hart. She's Clarissa Darling. Yeah. Like she shouldn't be. They can be other characters. Like I I didn't know that. Yeah. And and this was like the time when uh, Full House was ending and John Stamos was like going on to do like er and stuff i was like yeah can they do that <laughs> like yeah I, I didn't know in my opinion 
they had to be indentured servants like, to their characters like, forever. Yeah, like if you were Doctor Who, you had to be Doctor Who yeah. forever. If you were Harry Potter, you had to be Harry Potter forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely will always. I well, I certainly associate Melissa Joan Hart more as Sabrina I than do. anything else. Now I do. Now I do, but like in '96. Well, yeah, she was Clarissa. Right. She was Clarissa. And then you watch Sabrina, and it's just Clarissa with a talking cat. Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I actually uh read the comics, as well. I don't remember them that well, but I did read them. I didn't start. Once upon a time. I've read the 2009 comics when they brought them back, like when they did the. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is now becoming a Netflix series. Oh, okay. Netflix is... So... I definitely did not read that version. Roberto Akira Saka, who was a comic book writer, ended up becoming a producer for Glee, and now he is the creator of Riverdale. And from that, he became the producer of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, where Karen Shipka... From Mad Men. Who was that? Uh, Don Draper's daughter. Okay, yeah. She was also on The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She played Kimmy. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kimmy. Uh, she, she's playing Sabrina. And, okay. And Miranda Otto from uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. No idea. Uh, she was the, the other girl in Lord of the Rings who... Remember Mary rode on her horse with her? Nope. She was a... She, I think she was like Faramir's sister or something. Nope. No idea. Um, remember War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise? Didn't see it. Uh, well, she's an actress. <laughs> she's playing Zelda. And did you see Wonder Woman? Yes, I did. And Shaun of the Dead? No. Lucy Davis, who was Chris Pine's secretary? Yes. She's playing... Uh, hilda nice so yeah that works so they're doing that and that's going to be a darker tone than this where Which, this i don't know how i feel about a darker tone but i mean you know everything is you know everything always gets reinterpreted and you mm. know it kind of depends i guess it, it'll depend on how they handle it well the new okay so the new comics sabrina is darker it's much darker right and i haven't seen the new comics so if they're basing it on the new comics so and it's a darker it, version and, and it's darker villain, comics and i get it her villain is hp lovecraft that's oh what, and okay. she ends up hp lovecraft ends up kind of like sedating her so she's in a zombie state and he to save the world has her marry cthulhu okay you're horrified i am yeah i'm i wish i i wish my expression was i ugh. That's so ick. Because, because it, like, the, the series ends with Micho's new husband, Cthulhu. And she's like, what have you done, H.P. Lovecraft? Gross. It was trying to comment on society now. Okay. It, it, I ha- guess. But I don't think that the Netflix series is going to go that far. Yeah, I'm not sure there's enough depth Where- there to be that... I don't know. <sighs> it seems like that kind of commentary is a bit of a stretch well, for this Sabrina that. was created by the guys of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Mm. That's who the original producers were: Joel Hodgson, Frank Conniff, who played TV's Frank, Trace Bowyer. That's how they got Paul Feig as Mister Pool in the first season. Who is, is awesome? Yeah, which we did an episode. 
where he's not on. And I said, if we're doing Sabrina, we have to do a Mr. Pool episode. And you're like, sure. And then you pick one that doesn't have. I do not recall this conversation at all. I have it on my phone. I'm not, I'm not denying that it happened. I'm just saying I do not recall. Therefore. And also, oh, okay. Let's back up a second because we we did watch this episode. So clearly you agreed to do an episode without Mr. Pool. So who's really at fault here? Because we started watching and I was already on the roller coaster. I was going click, 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 <laughs> click, click, and I couldn't stop. Well. Because um, I, I forgot. I thought season three is when they introduced uh, former SNL star Mary Gross, who played Alfalfa on SNL. She's the teacher, Miss uh, Okay. Miss Amenable is what I'm going to call her. <laughs> I forgot her name. I don't know. I can't, you know, I know Hilda, Zelda, Sabrina, Salem. Mr. And then, Poole, Harvey, Libby, that's about it. And Jenny. I remember Jenny. And Jenny, yes. And they well, replaced her, her with name, Valerie. I remember there was a specific reason why she left the show. They, I, I don't think they wrote her out just to write her off. I, there wasn't there it's her, I, it's her only credit on there so yeah I'm, i thought that there was a reason why she left the show that it wasn't just that they didn't want her character around i just can't remember what it was god i hope she didn't get sick or anything oh, like, well no no i'm getting dark too <laughs> so, well, this is the thing is that what i love about this show is that it is it's just so much fun the first season i really loved the second season when they got into so this episode if you want to give us a quick you know paragraph synopsis like three short sentences of what happens in the uh, episode. Sabrina can't get along with her nemesis Libby when they're preparing a float for some school occasion. She casts a spell to keep Libby away from her, but she's not supposed to because that's a demerit for getting her witch's license. She steps away from Libby. Libby literally falls to pieces into a puzzle that Sabrina must put together. And when she starts to put it together, there are pieces missing. So she needs to learn more about Libby to find those missing pieces and she finds those pieces and she puts her together and that's it. Can you imagine having to be friends with your like bully? No. <laughs> like no. having to like befriend your bully to to be a better person. Like I mean, you know, it's I mean, I think the idea, I mean, they, at the end, you know, because the, the she once she puts the puzzle together there's still that piece missing that it's the compassion that she hasn't developed so the message here you know is as sabrina says it's very heavy-handed is that by showing libby compassion despite how terrible she is to sabrina that ideally libby will develop that compassion by getting that from others hypothetically and that's the podcast good night everybody (laughs) (laughs) no uh so I didn't like season two of Sabrina. I remember as a kid not liking it. See, I can't I can't make that distinction. It's all kind of just one. I know I didn't like the college years anywhere near as much as I like. Oh, everything I hated else. that. But like, that's um, but that's that's the only distinction I can make between the seasons. See, it was the quiz master that reminded me. Like I totally forgot about the quiz master who was played by who is Superfly with all of his flair he so his he's played by alami uh ballard his full name is alami ballard stiller but he got rid of the stiller because he didn't want to be confused with the stiller family um he is the voice of chris rock he does chris rock's voice on stuff when like they need someone to do chris rock oh can, i didn't know you that. can kind of hear it here you know i wouldn't have thought that now that you said that but i mean i wouldn't have thought that before you said that now that you did 
it, it, it makes sticks sense. Out. Yeah. Um, he dresses like MC Hammer. He what? dresses cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like, and it's fantastic. He he dresses like. So do you remember? Um, what which which one is the, uh, in sync music video where they're in the mental institution? I have no idea. Oh, drive myself crazy. I when, don't know. When I remember, you're not around, I drive myself crazy. Drive myself I'm crazy. sure if I started, I said this before, that I don't remember the episodes necessarily before I watch them. As I'm watching them, then I know No, exactly I'm talking about happens, the but... NSYNC music video. Oh, you're talking about, oh, I was Backstreet Girl. Oh, you were Backstreet Girl? Yeah. See, I grew up in a... Everybody. I grew up in a family where my sister loved NSYNC, so in turn... I loved NSYNC, but my sister also loved New Kids on the Block and Backstreet Boys as well. So yeah. it was very confusing for me. I can see that. There's a lot of, you know, conflicting feelings there. <laughs> but there's a music video where they're dressed in like they're they're in a mental institution and they're wearing these. Yes. Yes. I remember this and because the, JT has the like the blonde the ramen curls. Hair. The, the ramen hair. Yes. Is, yes. Yeah. The ramen hair. I so, do remember this. So yes. the pajamas they're wearing is very similar to like everything the quiz master was wearing. Well, particularly at the end of this where he's wearing bright purple silk pajamas. He looks like he looks like Hugh Hefner. Like he's not always wearing pajamas. Though. The bunnies are right around the corner, Sabrina. If you just come this way. Oh, gross. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you did. This episode, um, I, when you suggested it, I didn't remember it. And as we were watching it, I remembered it again. And I was like, I always hated this episode. Really? Why'd you hate it? Because, first off, Harvey in this episode has nothing to do. And I always loved Harvey. Yeah. He was always my favorite. But he looks weird. And I couldn't figure it out until i saw this episode and he has in his ear he has an earring in the cartilage and it's about the size of like a nut and bolt i like, did not see this at you, all you didn't see it no he had like the earring in his ear and like his haircut he didn't have the the harvey kinkle like kind of swayze mullet like yeah he he looked he looked like he was having an identity crisis <laughs> hashtag not my harvey kinkle <laughs> <laughs> and this was like this was the period where him and sabrina were dating it was what is it season three they rig up um, she starts dating uh turk from scrubs i have no idea i just i don't find like the message of this episode to be as compelling fun- as some of the others like in uh before you got here i was watching a bunch of sabrina episodes till i get in the mindset yeah and i watched two of my favorite ones the dream date one which one's that one? That's the one where she makes Brian Austin Green out of Play-Doh or out of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that one, I was like, oh, this reminds me of how fun it was to watch Sabrina. And she's... She, Harvey's like, oh, I wish I could tell you I like you, but now you're with 90210. Yeah. And 
uh, also Biff from Back to the Future is in that episode. He played, is he really? He's the guy who she that Aunt Hilda makes. The- oh yeah! Oh my God! This, whoa! I'm totally having flashbacks, and I totally remember this now. And then, where they're where they're laid out on the table out yep. of dough, and they stick them in the oven or something. No, no, they're no. self rising dough. Oh, that's right. You have you have to let them knead. Yes, that's right. That's uh, right. Yes, and it was it's like man in a box or something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. A uh, box of man or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I have watched the uh, Zelda and Hilda, the teenage years one, where they pretend to be teenagers. They they turn themselves into teenagers yes, yep. so she can go meet the Violent Femmes. And the Violent Femmes is like one of my favorite like bands. Yeah. And those two episodes have really good messages and they're really funny where this one, this one was written by Frank Conniff, who is TV's Frank from Mystery Science Theater 3000. And he's not that funny. Like his writing is not Yeah, it's that not I definitely good. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched an episode of Sabrina in a really long time. So, you know, when you said what episode do you want to watch, I was just trying to think of the episodes that that I remembered. Not that it stood out for any particular reason. It was just one of the episodes like I remember this episode. I remember the episode where she literally built a room in her heart for um what's his face? Uh I think it was in the final season. Um, no, it wasn't Harvey. Harvey was already living there. So uh, Aaron, Aaron, towards the end. Who's um, Aaron? Could... Yeah, this was in the final season. Who's the guy that you knew? What? Oh, what do you mean? You... David Lasher? David Lasher. Yeah, he was He was in the coffee shop. That's not who I'm talking about. But he was a different boyfriend. He she... was a different boyfriend, yes. So Aaron. Sabrina, get your shit together. <laughs> so so Aaron, Aaron was the one Sabrina's that she tramp. was. Yeah, a little bit. So Aaron was the one she was engaged to. What? Uh, you don't remember this? And there was a, the series finale ends on the wedding. Oh, I do remember that because she and runs she and out. And Harvey run off on a motorcycle together because they're soulmates. Right, but they, they do the graduate ending. What they should have done is just have them like smiling at the in the back of a bus and then their faces start to morph when they realize the giant mistake. <laughs> them. You just hear... Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> well, that would certainly be very one, gradu- one way to but, uh, end it. So, so the- I stopped watching when she stopped being a teenager. When she well, celebrated, it's no longer Sabrina the right, teenage witch. Like, yeah, like when she they did the episode where it's like it's your twentieth birthday. I was like, that's bullshit. Like she, it's Sabrina the teenage witch. Yeah, I'm out. And also, Punky Brewster was on. Yeah, at that point. Yeah. Um. I well also Amber. Um, Alyssa was, Donovan. Yeah, was her was her character name Amber in the show? I think it was the Amber in the. Or in, was it? Because I think of Amber from. No, uh, wasn't it Roxanne? Roxanne is Soleil Moon Fry. Oh, okay. That's Punky Brewster. I'm she, talking about the selfish, no, snobby. I think, I think she's redhead. also Amber there too. Yeah. So the one who so the one who's Amber, the redhead, because she I liked her from Clueless. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I knew her. Um. So the other, well, so back to the episode, the other episode that I had thought of, uh, but I wanted to do an earlier episode anyways, uh, was when uh, Aaron felt that Sabrina hadn't really made a place for her in her heart or whatever. And so she went into the metaphorical heart and Aaron had a picture on the wall of himself, but Harvey had a big giant room that was well decorated so sabrina then took a hammer and tools and literally built this guy um 
a room for him in her heart. And then, and suddenly he magically knew that that's what she had done, which, you know, whatever. But I thought, I thought that idea was cool. That one always stood out to me. Um, and I mean, there are other episodes that, that I remember, but you know, you said an episode, I was like, well, I remember the one where she pulls into a, falls into a puzzle, you know, and that was kind of funny. Um, but I, but I do agree. There are certainly episodes throughout the series that are far more entertaining and funny and and you know they do call it out saying how heavy-handed the message is because because in other episodes they aren't so put upon like in this this one salem looks different like season two salem's puppet has a bigger puffier head yeah this i you said this and this i don't i just don't remember because well also i was watching like well yeah you you were watching the other episodes and i just haven't seen like like salem in the other seasons his his hair he looks more like a cat and this one it looked more like there's someone's hand moving this I see what you're saying. Okay. Like like you could actually tell that there was someone actually moving his hand or the animatronics like robot had they put in there. Yeah. And I this episode it wasn't funny. Like it like they were trying so hard to be like, oh, here's a joke. See, the quizmaster is dressed as a state trooper. Yeah. Which, if it takes place in the fictional Salem esque Westchester, Massachusetts, uh, he should be wearing blue and yeah, blue and navy well, blue. Well, <laughs> like, well, wait a minute, because the quizmaster is from the other realm, so you're talking about a whole other thing. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Does not matter. I know what you mean. I know because he's clearly impersonating. Wh- a, yeah. We're in Massachusetts. I know. I know I, what you're I, saying. I, I know have, what you're saying. They they took the time to put a Patriots logo in a kid's locker that Sabrina breaks into. I did. When was this? Was this this w- episode? When, when she yeah, she said, uh, "This is my oh, new locker." Oh, when she finds the jockstrap. See, I didn't notice this stuff. I noticed a big, big Patriot symbol and That's so funny. A number. I think uh, whatever Drew Bledsoe's number was. Who, who's that? Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback for the patriots before oh. tom brady he, oh, so he got still football yeah <laughs> so like the sports the sports ball that people <laughs> play with <laughs> yay soccer's football people i just every everything in this episode was a little i mean even hilda and zelda who is it weird that they were always my two favorite characters like no but i don't think that's weird but zelda more than hilda i still Be- don't think that's weird beth broderick yeah I don't think that's weird at all. And then I found out, like, I found out later in high school, one of my friends is like, I was watching Showtime at night, and Zelda from Sabrina the Teenage Witch was naked. And I was like, that's what? That's hilarious. Yeah, what? when you told me this, I was very surprised. I was shocked, too, and I was like, I am never, ever going to watch that, because that, like, when you find You'll that, never be able to look at Sabrina the same way. Right. Like, like when I found out, oh, what was, oh, uh, Showgirls. When I found out yeah. that Jesse Spano was in Showgirls, I didn't watch that movie until I was in college. So, uh, and on that line, you know, one of my favorite shows is Smallville. Oh, no. Allison Mack. Yeah. And so I... When you find out people are monsters. Jeez. I love Smallville. I have rewatched it many, many times. It is... I just... I love it. So when they go into Chloe's house, you're like, oh, there's the sex dungeon right there. I just... Well, I haven't been able to... I, I don't... I would love to rewatch it in the future. And if I had mentioned this to a friend of mine and she had said, you can still rewatch it. It's just not going to be quite the same. And I said, and I said to her, I don't know if I can enjoy it in the same way. And it's just, cause that's all I'm going to be thinking about. Mallory. What? Mallory. 
What? Someone really should have saved her. Right? It's just, I mean, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but it's just like, you know. But when you find out that, like, these wholesome people, like, did on- horrible, horrible, th- well, I'm talking about Allison Mack doing horrible things, but where these wholesome people did things that were, quote unquote, not so wholesome. Because, like, like I was, I was like, oh, well, she probably did it because she couldn't get work after Sabrina the Teenage. Or maybe she just liked it. Who knows? It was because she just liked it because it was 97. It was 97. Yeah. It was like season two or three of Sabrina. I was like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. When you find these things out. It definitely, it definitely tinges, you know, and you don't want, it, it's hard to separate that kind of thing from the character that they're playing. Like the best example is growing up. I love the back. Well, I still love my favorite trilogy is the Back to the Future trilogy. Yeah. And when I found out that Mary Steenburgen from Back to the Future Part 3. Who, who was that? She was Emmett's Wife, Clara. Clara. Yeah. When I found out she was in Gilbert Grape and she was basically a very promiscuous woman that like shattered. Really? I was like, what? She's so wholesome. She... That's funny. So like finding out that Beth Broderick has this dark side to her. Now every time I watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and the kids like, oh, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. I was like, no, I don't. I'm going to home, and I'm going to watch regular Sabrina. <laughs> and then they beat the crap out of me. Well, that's... like they should have. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. So yeah. in so in the episode itself, it's not a very memorable episode. It has two points of action. She puts this curse on Libby to keep her away five paces. Quizmaster makes it so that she has to be five paces, and when she breaks that, she falls into pieces, and they have to do a puzzle. And then on the other side, Aunt Hilda and Zelda make a cleaning product that could have cured allergies? I don't know. It just clean. It cleans super, super fast, and Zelda's point is she wants to do something good for the world. And Hilda's like, no, 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 money, money, money. And Salem, because he's a crook, is like, yes, money, money, money. And uh, and then Zelda goes along with it, um, saying that, well, it'll help people with dust and, and uh, yeah, and allergies. And then it turns out that it causes a gross fungus to grow on you. Didn't Salem, like, wasn't he so corrupt that he helped like Nixon get elected uh well I know the reason why he was turned into a cat was because he tried to take over the world that I knew yeah but but I believe but I believe there were a lot of situations that that comes out throughout the series of all the terrible of all the things that he did and I wouldn't be surprised if that was one of them there's an episode where he takes over Gordy's body the the nerdy kid Gordy and he's running for president and he's like I can help you get elected yeah Hell, I got Nixon elected. A lot of dead people voted that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's very, he's, Salem has always been very, very power so hungry. To, so to see Salem in this one be more of a Elon Musk business mogul yeah. and less of a evil world dominated yeah. villain, I'm like, no, not my Salem. Mm-hmm. Like, like, well, the, the, well, I don't think it's too out of character because anytime he has a chance to get any kind of power, well, because the interesting thing too is, is that, uh, him helping Nixon get elected, he would have done that when he was a cat, because oh, okay. he because he's been a cat for a hundred years. Oh, okay. Uh, because that was that was the sentence he uh, he was sentenced to be a cat for a hundred years, so he would have still been a cat when he was trying to get. So I guess I don't see it as as a a stretch for him to be to want to make a ton of money and 
particularly not caring about the consequences. They do the thing in this episode that I love with Salem. They put him in people clothes. They put him in glasses. Like he, he's yeah. But I love every time they they try to put him in like human clothes. Like there's there's a few episodes where he's wearing a suit, mm-hmm. and it's always my favorite thing. <laughs> I love when they do anthropomorphic. Like, I love yeah. seeing cats in people clothes or, like, I don't like seeing dog in people clothes. Like, I don't sit, like when they do it with dogs. But when they do it with Salem, he just looks so adorable. Like, when they did the crossover episodes, do you remember the TGIF where Salem swallows the the time bomb? And he keeps, so the Serena episode, I believe they go to, like, the 80s? Mm-hmm. And then, like, Boy Meets World goes to World War II. Whoa, okay. And I remember Boy Meets World going to World War II. Teen Angel went to the 1970s, and you wish. I can't believe I remember all of this. I don't, Teen Angel? Okay, so Teen Angel. I didn't see that show. That was a show created by Algie and Mike Reese of The Simpsons, and it was about a kid who his best friend dies eating an expired cheeseburger. And the friend comes back as an as his guardian angel and has to help him out of jams. Okay. And Shepard Book from Firefly. Okay. Is God's uh, co-partner and twin brother, Rod, <laughs> who is his, like, spirit guide as a teen angel and he has to report to. Okay. So, so they went to the 70s and You Wish, which was a show about a genie who was in a magic carpet. A woman goes to a flea market, buys a rolled up like oriental rug, and there's a genie in it. Okay. And they go to the 1960s. And I remember this because every episode Salem went and turned it. Oh. And Sabrina went to the 50s. Sabrina was in the 50s because they did a film noir. Yeah. So every episode Sabrina would show up looking for uh salem and like when she goes to different periods she's wearing the dress clothes so like any time they did that salem was wearing like a different outfit and when he went to the 1940s on boy meets world he was wearing a a little sailor suit that's funny so i love i love when they dress salem up in clothes and here they just did the bare minimum of putting him in like john lennon glasses i think you i think you care more about seeing animals in clothes no just salem i just Like, because they never give him enough to do. I remember there's the episode where, like, his ex-girlfriend, Kathy Ireland, shows up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she she loves that he's a cat. Yeah. But it doesn't work out. Yeah. The, this episode just, this was what? See, episode 14. Yeah. So this was the middle. Yeah, this is the January episode. So, like, they're not even trying. <laughs> they're not. They're not. So, like, yeah. the beginning of the season, they're trying. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, you know, I, I do agree that it's definitely not one of the funnier episodes. It's not one of the more poignant episodes. You know, every episode has some kind of lesson. And it's not that it's a bad lesson, but I, I do know what you mean, that it's not the most exciting or the most anything, really. It's a very generic episode. I still liked it, though. I, I again I can't I can't say I guess I could say that one episode was less funny than the other but 
I don't think I could say that one episode was worse than the other. Other than to just say overall the college years were nowhere as good as the high school years. Well, that can be said about anything. Say about the Bell the college years was awful. But, like, this Sabrina... So, when she starts the show, isn't it... It's not her freshman year. This is technically like her junior year. Season two. She, so she becomes a witch on her 16th birthday. So that's sophomore year. Uh, well, I guess it depends on when your birthday is, but theoretically, yes. So sophomore year, this is junior year, and season three is senior year. They did that a lot with shows. They did that a ton, where they would start the, the high school years, sophomore year, unless you're Boy Meets World, where you start in middle school go to seventh grade of high school and then like season three is you're like a, G- a sophomore yeah <laughs> they skipped a whole bunch yeah where this one they start sophomore year this is her junior year and i think that's saying a lot because junior year nothing really happens like sophomore and junior year nothing really happens are you me. kidding junior year is when you're taking your sats it's when you're applying to colleges it's when you're preparing mm. padding your resume it's where you're making your summer plans to you know make your college junior year, senior year was a walk in the park junior year was what was crazy senior year is when Jun- we, we had to start i mean junior year yeah i took my sats in spring but not leading up i don't know i guess for well i also grew up in connecticut so oh yeah maybe it's maybe it's You're different <laughs> um so i mean no we did we did uh the standardized testing i think sophomore yes yeah, we did we did all the standardized Mallory, testing in sophomore year don't come on my and- podcast with your connecticut gold and your country clubs and your your high test scores well i can't help it if i'm better than you so you heard it you heard it here she is a mass racist i am <laughs> no massachusetts yay connecticut yeah 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 except for the fact that i've totally spurned connecticut and i've totally adopted massachusetts in my home because it's massachusetts way cooler is awesome oh yeah i i like living here way better than i ever lived in connecticut because <laughs> there are things here and people who are interesting and aren't oh you don't like the dunkin donut same, center <laughs> aren't all going to the same freaking country club and yeah because that's exactly how connecticut people are you don't want people who are talking like this. Now, Mallory. <laughs> a little bit, no. Be a dare. No, instead, you know. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I just, sophomore, okay, so once again, it takes place in Massachusetts. This junior year just felt like, you know, my average junior year. Junior year of, of you know, high school for me was just like boring. Like, nothing happened. Yeah, we were building a float. We were doing stuff like that. So yeah. it was like, this isn't interesting. Well, I guess, well, I guess theoretically, the, the thing here for Sabrina isn't about the school year. She's getting her, and the whole thing with the Quizmaster, she's, the whole season is about her getting her witch's license. That's what it's about. I don't remember if she gets it at the end of her junior, at the end of the season, or if it goes into her senior year. Does, doesn't she end up? going with her mom she like finds her mom and she's yeah there's something about well yeah so there are a couple of things that um it because her mother is the mortal so uh if she 
choose there's something about her if she chooses to live with her mother then she'll, she'll lose her yeah she'll stop being a witch but then if she chooses to be a witch and then she go she has contact with her mother her mother will turn into a ball of wax or something like that yeah. i don't remember exactly how that worked um and then but i also so there's that which that is a really interesting thing but that's in terms senior of, year that is senior year that's okay. senior year this, this was because that's also when she starts her and Harvey break up and she starts dating Turk from Scrubs. Yeah. So, so so I do see what you mean that season three does have a lot of a lot more interesting and more complex uh, stories. I've, I've noticed like the second season of a lot of shows kind of teeter like they're not as good. Not Boy Meets World. Season two of Boy Meets World yeah. is gold. They want you to take the roles. And I'm just going to say this and you can smack me. But Supernatural season two was also very good. I, I just don't watch the show. Yeah. Until later this month. <laughs> Tease. Pin that for later. Yeah. But this episode, first off, Five Easy Pieces is a very dark dramedy from the 70s. Is Star- it? Starring, starring uh, Jack Nicholson as a man on the verge of a mental breakdown. Oh. He's the Five Easy Pieces because his mind's cracking. Oh, okay. So Five Easy Pieces of Libby... It's it's like when they they do, I think there was uh, there is an episode of Boy Meets World called The Last Picture Show, which that's also a very dark movie. Like taking these dark seventies movies and making them lighthearted sitcom episodes, I'm not for it. No, <laughs> I get oh, I you know I have no context for that because I haven't seen the movie, so I can't really say anything about that. But and also. It's not five easy pieces of Libby. There's like 120. Yeah, and yeah. It should be three easy pieces or three pieces of Libby because they only find three. They need to find three at the yeah. end. Yeah. So it's like, eh, eh, they they Mistitled. were well, they were clearly doing it for the movie reference. Yeah. And that's what like this movie felt like. They were just trying to make a lot of pop culture references, and it doesn't age well. Like the whole no, because there were a bunch of references in it that I didn't. I may have known at the time, but I don't know anymore. The infomercial one. Well, I mean, you know. An and now here's Bruce Jenner. Yeah, that was kind of. Yeah. Because because uh, Salem and uh, Hilda are trying to sell the product. And they're like, and now here's Bruce Jenner to tell you. And you're yeah. like, oh, that's dated. Show some respect. Her name is Caitlin now. Yeah. They should really go back and fix that. <laughs> How would they do that? And now here's Caitlin Jenner. Yeah. Uh also, the laptop. Oh, my God. That was so funny. That laptop is a brick. Yeah. It's a brick in a purse. Well, I mean, I think I think as time goes on and, and television goes on, it, technology is so prevalent and integrated with everything that we do that from now on, we're always going to be able to... That if technology is apparent in any way, including cell phones, we're going to be able to identify when, where it's from just by but, what model phone somebody has. Okay, so here I have a problem with it. But on Friends, like it's not really that noticeable because they don't really have cell phones until like the last two seasons. Well, one of the reasons, one of the reasons why... Fr- so Friends does relatively well to to date however the one thing that's different is that if they did have cell phones friends wouldn't have happened like it's just it's you know it you know miscommunication or whatever else so uh you know 
while it... We were on a break would have never happened because he would have no. been texting her. Right, exactly. So while I think it, it does well... But again, that's what I'm saying is that the more prevalent technology is, the worse something... Age, same thing with pop culture references. The more pop culture references you put in there, the more you... Br- and we talked about this on... Um, was it Edge of Tomorrow? Yep. About how they had, uh, you know, they had Wolf Blitzer, but then they had, and they had clips for, of Obama and Hillary and everything. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. So the more you have that, the worse something ages. So that's true. That's really true with anything. But this one, that laptop, she did not need to be on a computer. I, you know, I never really fully understood a lot of the technology that happens in this show because they're witches. So... Has has the other realm not come up with some other solution other than a computer? I mean, I thought that she'd be going through like witches' books, like in Harry Potter, and they'd be reading to her. Well, well, Zelda's also. I mean, she's a she's established as a scientist. That yeah, doesn't she's, she end up teaching at the college? Yeah. Yep. And she's she has. I think she has a Nobel Prize or something, maybe. Or so she's known as a scientist in the mortal realm, and Didn't she's she known- invent the abacus. Did she? I don't know. I forget how old they are. They're pretty old. They're really old. Um, which means, is Sabrina going to live to be really old? I don't or know how that works with half, being her being half Or is she mortal. only going to live to like 200 and then die like Bicentennial Man? They're going to just like unplug her? Maybe half mortals are uh, half the lifespan of the average witch. The one thing I always remembered about this show is that her dad was played by Robbie Benson, who is the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Really? Yes. Interesting. Her dad is played by Robbie Benson. He was also one of the producers. It was, it like the producers on this show, if you look at the the names on there, if you're, you know, an aficionado like me in geek culture, you'll see like weird names like Robbie Benson, who is the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. But then you have like Joel Hodgson from Mystery Science Theater 3000, Trace Bowyu, Frank Conniff, uh... I think Judd Apatow was one of the names. Really? Like, because this was around the same time him and Paul Feig. I think the first season Judd Apatow, like, wrote an episode or two. Um, Don't worry about it. It's The Stranger by Billy Joel. Everyone kicks that album. We don't care. I I did that last time, too, didn't I? Everyone kicks The Stranger. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, But, like, a lot of people got their start on this, but also a lot of people's careers ended on this. Um, have you seen what Harvey looks like today? Yes, I have. He is yes, terrifying. I have. He, I, mm, I mean, you have to remove the the image you have of him as Harvey. Because yeah, if you're thinking of him as Harvey Kinkle, then yeah, I mean he's he's balding. And, no, he's uh, bald now. Oh yeah, and he looks, well, he shaves his head now, doesn't he? I guess. And he's got and he's in a band. He's or got something. he's got a go uh, a Van Dyke or a goatee or whatever okay. you want to call it. He he looks like he's Walter White. <laughs> That's hilarious. I haven't seen a I haven't seen a photo of him in a really long time. Well, when I was looking up facts about this episode, there were no there's like nothing about this. Like the only fact in the trivia was like Five Easy Pieces is based on the movie Five Easy Pieces with yeah. starring Jack Nicholson. Like that's all I could find, and that uh, Alamy Ballard, who plays the Quizmaster, is, is the official voice of Chris Rock. Yeah, like. That's all I could find. Yeah. So it's not a it's not a substantive. I don't know how to say that word. You know I, what I'm saying? I just I usually love Sabrina episodes. This one was so boring. I don't know. I still see. I just 
I think I'll just enjoy any episode. It just also went by really fast. It did. I forgot how fast, you know, they're only they're only 20 minutes yeah. without commercials. 21 minutes without commercials. So Excuse that means me, 21. N- but no, I mean like nine minutes of, of commercials. Yeah. Screw you. Like, <laughs> like seriously. Well, I mean, that's, you know. But also, no one had anything to do in this episode except for Sabrina. Like, no one had anything. Even Hilda and Zelda, who had the B story... They, they stopped everything they were doing to help Sabrina. Yeah. Like, if this was a typical sitcom, they wouldn't have time for her shit. Like, <laughs> I don't have time for your business. Yeah. Well, you know, see, I'll just I'll just keep defending all the show because it's just even I just can't look at it objectively. It's, it's a good show. It's like a fun show. It reminds me of my childhood. Yeah. But still, this episode, like, I guess... All of the Quizmaster stuff just was so, I never liked it. Hmm. I knew something was off. I was like, why isn't she discovering herself, you know, for herself? Yeah. I don't know. It didn't bother me that much. I didn't really care. Is there anything in this episode you didn't, like, understand? That I didn't understand? Like, like why did you they make that choice? Because I told you, like, with there Libby. Was, wasn't there one thing? I did say something, and I was like, I never understand why they do that, but I can't remember it now. Um, gosh, it's going to bother me. Because I did say that when we were watching it. I did say something. What was it? Uh, was it the teacher making them work together? No. I want to I don't remember. Uh, oh, was it Hilda and Zelda helping her? Like, um, the moral of the story? Maybe. Like, like... There's a missing piece, but don't worry about that. I don't know. I don't remember. This is going to bother me, but I don't remember what it was. Because there was something where I thought that that was cheesy and ex- or it was just, I forget what it was. And I'm like, oh, of course that happened because that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But oh, I don't wasn't m- it the infomercial? Nope. No? Nope. I have no idea. Absolutely no or idea. Or the get rich quick scheme? Nope. Nope. No. Was it Schmosby's mom showing up? Ted Mosby's mom is in this episode. No, you noticed that more than I. I wouldn't have picked up on that. Just like they show Libby's mom, and it's Ted Mosby's mom from How I Met Your Mother, Which is and funny. she's playing exactly the same character. Yeah, she looks really good. Yeah, she she looks exactly the same yeah. from 1997 to or 98 when this one came out. Yeah, to now. Um, how many bagels? How many bagels? Oh, we're there already. Okay. Well, there's not much in this episode. Well, I've got a fun fact for you. Okay. It's not really about this episode. It's more about me. Well, why don't you tell everyone uh, that story that I already heard? I don't know if you've heard this story. About you got to visit the Oh, yeah. I guess you did know the story. Yeah. So I... That's about you for a I very was, long oh, time. I didn't... I didn't really... Well, so maybe this is a big reason why I just love the show so much. So I always love the show. I have also had a crush on David Lasher since I was seven years old. Um, well, he was also Josh on Clueless, right? He was Josh on Clueless, and he was Ted from Hey Dude, which is how I first found him. Hey, dude. Yeah. So I've, I've, I love David Lasher from Ted and Beyond. I and always, so, I always got the theme from Hey Dude confused with the theme from Firefly. So I would always start mixing them together. That's I, funny. I would go, Hey, dude, take my love, take my. Well, that can't be right. That's really funny. Um. So, and I got to meet David Lasher when I was seven, which was cool. And then uh, I thought you were older. I, the first time I met him, I was seven. 
uh, at my cousin's wedding. And oh, okay. then the second time I was 13, that's when I went out to California and I went to the set. And um, David Lasher was the one who got us onto the set because by that point he was on that show. And uh, oh, I guess 96. No, he would have already been. No, he wasn't on Sabrina yet because um, he wasn't on it until later season. So, yeah. So I got to go to the set and I was taken through the house and they were filming there. I think they were rehearsing. Uh, and I got to see, you know, I got to walk through the whole thing and see that the stairs lead to absolutely nowhere. And, uh, and I got a signed, uh, photo from the whole cast and I got a personalized signed photo from Melissa Joan Hart and it was awesome. Did you get to meet Melissa Joan Hart? I did not. She wasn't filming that day. So I didn't get to meet her, but I spent a lot of time with David Lasher and it was like the highlight of my life. Huh. It's great being here, David. Where's Harvey? Oh. <laughs> why yeah i think i think probably my feelings about sabrina are tied up in my my one and only true celebrity crush that i've ever had that you know i got to meet him and spend time with him and see and, I, I think i would have been that way if i got to like go to the set of boy meets world and meet like yeah. danielle official yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah hi where it's just like for that's forever you know the person you know that actor that you totally had a huge celebrity crush on and then you go to and you love the show and you go to the set and it's a whole thing and i still have the photo signed by melissa joan hart i still have my cast photo um I or think, or if i got to go to bayside high and exactly yeah so it's just i think for me i can't uh, again, aside from the college years, because that's just easy um, and clear uh, that there, it's just hard for me to find fault with hard for me to say anything bad about it because it's just tied into so many things that I loved. You know but what I mean? This was like the second Sabrina set where it wasn't the original set. It was the, the college years set, right? No. Oh, no. I saw this house. Oh, okay. Okay, well, then he was on Clueless at the time. He was on Clueless at the time, but he would have been on the same set of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, yeah, so he wouldn't have been on... No, because didn't she... No, because she lived in that... Okay, the house... So, yes, Sabrina was no longer living in the Victorian house in the college years, but it was still there because Hilda and Zelda were still in it. Right. I, I know, but I was saying wasn't like the coffee shop that they went to instead of going to the slicery... Wasn't that correct? Yes, and that's where and it was Josh. That's where David Lasher came into play. So he was working on the set when the when the house set was still there. Okay, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all on the same lot. Okay, so you were thirteen. So this was probably like two thousand. Two thousand. Then yes, this was definitely, this was definitely when the college years. Yeah, because two thousand to two thousand three is when they went to WB. Yeah, CW WB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Okay, you get a pass. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. See, this is... So, so you only got to hang out with him, so Soleil M- Moon Fry wasn't there? No, I don't remember. So we only went... I didn't see the college set. I didn't see the coffee shop. The only set that I saw was the house. Okay. So I saw the living room, the kitchen, um, Sabrina's bedroom, uh, that kind of thing. Because um, everything else was elsewhere Mm -hmm. um and they were they were rehearsing and everything so uh it wasn't like we could go too many places or whatever um so but it was just so cool i have so many fond memories i don't i don't remember it super well but i do i do remember being there and and uh 
uh, was told like, oh yeah, go walk up the stairs, go see where it goes. Because <laughs> at that point, my you <laughs> know, my, well yeah, because at that point, my uh, my film and theater experience was almost non-existent, so I had no idea that the stairs went to nowhere. So you were pissed. And so no, but I found I found well, I actually found it really interesting. Um, you know, I walk up and they have exit stairs up there, but uh, so yeah, so I <laughs> oh very cool, very yeah, cool. so That's I walked fun. up the stairs and then I walked down the exit stairs and I'm like, oh, they don't go anywhere, huh? I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that it's not actually a house that they build inside a studio lot. And you know what? It would be very weird if like the the you know set crew actually turned out to be famous people because it wouldn't surprise me. So like mm-hmm. like someone who's showing you around is like, "Hi, I'm John Krasinski." Yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, if that happened, I do not remember, and I don't think well, I have any photos. Of my, I have my, I have photos from that trip. I don't have any photos of being on the set that I recall. Well, at that time, John Krasinski and Mindy Kaling were interns at Conan, but I'm pretty sure that like Rain Wilson was like a PA on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Really? So That's that would so funny. that would be amazing. That'd be so funny if it was like Rain Wilson who was showing you around, yeah. and you had no idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, it was wait, David no, Lasher who was showing me around. Well, so. no, in addition to like, I'm just saying, but uh, no. 2000 he was in almost famous so if Rain you went wilson in, was in almost famous yeah he, who was he in almost famous he was okay so you had the two guys who worked for rolling stone yeah he was the one who was not ben fong young <laughs> i don't know he was the I'd other to... he was he was the the guy who they're like we can pay you and he goes seven hundred dollars a week he, oh my gosh, that's so funny. He's he's the guy. I I can't believe I did a thumbs up and thumbs down on a on a podcast. <laughs> podcast yeah, but but he's the guy that uh, the editor says we can pay you, and he's the other editor's pointing down. Gotcha, gotcha. So, that's so yeah. funny. I never put that together. Yeah, so he was also in Galaxy Quest at this time too. Wow, who was he in Galaxy Quest? He's one of the the. He's one of the aliens. Yeah, I do remember that. He's I one of the guys that. who. Uh, we will. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's I do. One of those I guys. definitely remember that. Yes. But uh, it, like '96, apparently he was like a PA or okay. like he had some work on Sabrina. I do love him. Uh, but Sabrina, this episode was fine. It's fine. It is fine. It it's is okay. Fine. It, like if you're trying to get people into Sabrina, this the is teen- not the episode to do. Five it. Easy Pieces of Libby is not the one. I usually tell people to watch like. The Dream Date one, mm-hmm. or the um, uh, oh, what's the one? The, I already mentioned it. Uh, Zelda and H- Hilda, the teenage years. That yeah. one. I also love any episode where they go to the other realm. Any episode with Pendulette is amazing. Yeah. He didn't even talk. He's not in this one, but no. But that well, that's what I'm saying is that the the other realm because th- he was pretty much always almost always in it because they were going to some court and you know he's, he's Zerl? Uh, Hilda's uh, ex fiance. Yeah, Zerl is his name. I don't remember but and teller is the other guy teller is yep. there too yep because i remember jenny's dream yeah she she goes into the other realm yeah 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 well it's not a dream but they convince her it is yeah right um well what i well going back to your comment about how it um doesn't age well uh not about Penn and teller but you know britney spears was i mean they had so many people the backstreet boys yeah britney spears was on an episode i mean that's you know well okay so they were property of like abc at that time i know it's just disney yeah but okay so now how many now many now how many bagels um 13 right 13 no i'm saying like it's total 13 bagels yes um 
gosh, this is so hard. Because usually I'm pretty objective. Um, I'm doing 6.5, so it's like right down the middle. It's like half. Yeah. You know, uh, it's an imme- I mean, it's an immediate half just because it's Sabrina. Right. And then, you know, I, 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 I'm going to try and be as objective as I can. I can't go as low as 6.5. I'm going to give it an, I'm going to give it a nine. Boo. <laughs> Boo to you and your face. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, so yeah, nine, I guess for you, that's fair. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, I can't, like I said, I can't be objective about it. When, when we did Boy Meets World, like I can't give any Boy Meets World episode a negative see there I can't, see it's like it, for me it's that kind of thing oh, except even, for the college years <laughs> boy meets world for sabrina i mean oh, okay. sabrina i could probably go lower for the college years but i actually like yeah. the boy meets world college years i do too well but, boy meets world is freaking because that's boy also where you have stewart that's where you have stewart who is fred savage yeah that episode Ooh, Ooh, yeah that's a dark yep, one yep, yep. um yeah i mean 6.5 because I just thought this episode was very slow. I didn't like the the quiz master. I didn't. It, nothing really happens. Like if we did anything from the first season, like the wackiness, I'd probably give it higher. I'd probably yeah. be in a nine. Like the Rudy Kazuti one, where she's babysitting a toddler. Oh yeah, yeah. And tells yeah. him to grow up, and he mm-hmm. turns into Frank Conniff. Yeah. From TV's Frank from Mystery Science, and he's Rudy Kazuti. And just like I remember that one verbatim because I remember Mr. Poole being like, because she poses him as her, you know, uncle for the parent teacher conference. And he's like, Mr. Kazooty. Like, mm-hmm. And I remember the fake brand uh, sodas that they have. Yep. That she makes. And he's like, Do you want a Popsy? Do you want NNN's Sprit? Like, yeah. I remember all those jokes. That I can give a nine. This one. We just watched it and I can't tell you anything. I can't I can't remember anything. See, I don't know for whatever reason. I do not know why this one sticks in my memory. M- maybe it's, you know. Because-, because you have no heart like Libby. Well, I mean, there's that. So clearly I really identify with the character. Oh, uh, you know what? It might. Okay, actually. The grandma stuff? No. Okay. Um, I have no heart, remember? So uh, I actually think maybe because... Uh, when I was that age, so when I was 13, I don't want, so this was season two would have been 98. Yeah. So you were probably like. So 98, I would have been 11. Yeah. Uh, And I had a lot of issues with friends not being too nice to me. Yep. Around that time. I think one of the reasons why this episode might stick out is because I had friends who weren't quite like Libby. Um. Because they were technically my friends, but still treated me like trash. Yeah. And and so I this think... This was that time period I was going through, yeah, losing friends. Right. Where you're getting to that point where you're like, you know what? These people are toxic and, you know, whatever else. So I think part of the reason why it probably sticks in my mind is is I, I found it interesting, the idea that, you know, someone might not be... A lot of the times people treat you like trash because of their own problems in their own life. And they just don't know how to deal with that and they don't have an outlet for that. And so the, I think the biggest influencing factor for Libby being a bitch is she's got a very toxic, selfish mother that we get to see. And so I think that and I'm probably speculating, but that might be one of the reasons why it's always stuck with me. Well, this was fifth grade for me. So I was in fifth grade. I would have been. Yeah, I would have been. If I was 11, I would have been sixth grade fifth or sixth grade 
you had to you would have had to because i was why an april birthday so i would have turned but this was january of 98 january 90 okay so i guess fifth grade then yeah i was in fifth grade i was like we're around the same yeah we were we are the same age we're months apart when's your birthday june and you're 87 right 86 you're a year older than me okay so i've got no idea now then I, I know that I was 11 at this time because I hadn't turned, I hadn't turned 12 yet because this was January of 90. Well, then I was, yeah, then I was 10. So you were in. Jan- so January 98, I was 10. So, so then I was definitely fifth grade. And I was in Mr. Capole's class. In I was in fifth grade because I had to go to readiness because I had a teacher who thought that I was too hyperactive, but. It later turned out that I was just creative. Mm. Like, I, I was like, oh, what if we did this? And it was more like, you know, have you ever seen this movie? And I would, like, do a, you know, like, there's, like, a mise-en-scene. And they're like, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> and they, they made me go to readiness instead of being like, you're creative. Maybe we should bump you up a grade. Yeah. What's, I don't know what, is that, so, a, that's got to be a Massachusetts thing. It's a Massachusetts thing. thing. So, so instead of holding them back a grade, instead of putting me in kindergarten another year. Yeah. They put me in a, like, a, a year waiting class where I would learn what it would be like to be in first grade. Gotcha. So instead of, like, being like, oh, you're advanced, you should go into first grade, they, they're like, oh, you have a disability, and I didn't. Oh. Like, Weird. Like, I just, I, I was just, I had a creative mind, and I, yeah. I wanted to be more, you know, creative than, like, math, science, all that stuff. Yeah. I was like, we should be doing a public service announcement about, you know, the election. And they're yeah. like, you're like five. Why are you doing that? Yeah. So we were both in fifth grade. Because you graduated in 2005, right? Yes. Yep, me too. So even though I'm a year older than you. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because I, gotcha. Massachusetts hated me. <laughs> it's true. Aw, poor Scott. <laughs> yeah. World's <laughs> violin playing just for you. Um, But yeah, so... Fifth grade is when, like, I started to lose a lot of friends that I had in elementary school. And this episode, I remember watching, I was like, I don't like that. Yeah. So that's probably, you know, that's probably why you have negative feeling towards it. I was like, I don't want to have to relate to people. Yeah. And I thought, I think it, I think if anything, maybe it didn't make it, I certainly didn't want to necessarily be compassionate towards these people, but I think it made it easier to see them for what they are and that they were toxic and that regardless of why they are that way that still doesn't give them a right to treat me that way i know i don't know if that was necessarily that that's not necessarily the message here but i think that's probably what i got from i mean i i think that it was the whole the thing that always as a kid pissed me off about this episode was the whole you know you should try and relate to your to your bully like you you need to be nice to them because they're not going to be nice to you yeah well i mean i think there is something to be said and not to get, I don't know, too deep or serious or anything. She says that but, she turns the chair around and puts two arms yeah, over yeah, the yeah, side. Yeah. Uh, Let's wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say there is something to be said to showing compassion to those who do not have compassion to others. Regardless, of, you know, I'm not saying that you have to like those people. I'm not saying you have to try and, and do well by those people. But particularly considering how how the the times that we live in you know what i mean i think there is something to be said no I that agree. 
to have an understanding of why people are the, the way that they are and showing compassion towards people when we're in conversations with them and about them. But that, when it's a TV show about a teenage witch, well, no, I don't then, really well, give whatever. a shit. Yeah, like, I'm just saying. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we've come to the end of this episode and we where are we going? We, we, we're in Westchester, Massachusetts. This time, where are we going next time? We're going to a little uh, malt shop. Uh, oh, yeah, in uh, Riverdale. So we are watching, if you want to join us, we are watching the pilot episode of Roberto Akira Sakaz Riverdale. Oh, yes, and I am oh so excited. I am too. I love this show. I, I don't love this show like a normal person would. I love this in like watching a train wreck. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to talk too much about it because we're going to be talking about oh, it. Oh, I can't but wait. I, I am so, yeah, I'm just not going to say anymore because yeah, but uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Until next time, I'm Scott Curland. And I'm Mallory Savrin. Bye. Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art. Submit a logo. Do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them.